1: then we see Jesus taught this way and he taught these parables for a primary purpose look at verse 13 and he said to them do you not understand this parable how then will you understand all the parables I want us to understand this is the first primary parable of Jesus' earthly ministry and it's about the kingdom of God it's essentially about the gospel and so he's telling his disciples if you don't get this one you won't get the rest And so I'm going to tell you, if you don't get this one, you won't get the rest. We have to understand the parable of the soils because it's the gospel. It's the foundation of the kingdom. It's the good news of the gospel. And he goes on, the sower sows the word. And I'll come back to that because who's the sower? Think about that for a second. He sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So Jesus is explaining each one of the soils, each one of the things he'd already, the parable he had given. Then verse 16, he says, "'These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, "'who when they hear the word immediately receive it "'with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, "'and so endure only for a time. "'Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises "'for the word's sake, immediately they stumble.'" Verse 18, "'Now these are the, the ones sown among thorns.'" They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires of, for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Note that. It becomes unfruitful. Verse 20, but these are the ones sown on good ground. The ones who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. This is so important for us. There's a lot of scripture today, and, and I'm just asking you to bear with me. Because this is so important. And I think there is such a huge warning for us in America in this passage. There is such a huge warning for all of us who are Christians. Especially here and now. Okay? And we'll come back to that. But we see these four soils. The wayside, the stony ground, the ground with thorns, and the good ground. But back to that, the sower sows the word. We know the word is the word of God, the gospel. The sower is me and you. Now It was Jesus at that time, but now it's me and you. You understand, we've been called to preach the gospel, to make disciples. We've been called, that's why doctrine is so important. Have I ever told you? I don't know if I've ever told you guys, but doctrine is extremely important. Because you have to preach the real gospel. You're going to be held responsible for preaching a false gospel. We can't have the Americanized gospel preached everywhere. We need the true gospel. And I'll come back to that. But look at verse 15. And these are the ones by the wayside this is their destiny where the word is sown when they hear satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts and i think this is obvious this is the non-believer the person who's, whose heart is hard you know the wayside is that part of the path that's been trampled down been walked on it's so hard you'd never plant seed there on purpose no farmer would do that but see that's the condition of so many in this world they've been trampled down by the stuff of the world They're so focused on the world. Their hearts are so hard. And you've probably, if you've shared the gospel, if you've shared your faith with people, you know this reaction. People look at you like they're smelling a skunk, you know, or something. You know, is that just me? Again, I don't know. Pray for me. But the thing is, is it's true. How many people, when you tell them of anything godly, anything about the gospel, anything about Jesus, immediately they have an adverse reaction. They don't want anything to do with you. Those are those with hard hearts. They're hard hearts. You pray for those folks that he would till up the fallow ground. You have to pray for them. But the next soil, I think we also know people like this as well. They're those who are shallow. They hear the word of God. They hear the gospel. And they embrace it. You know, and have you ever been around those people who just embrace the gospel, man? It sounds like they're just so excited about the truth of Jesus. They buy the biggest Bible. They get the big bumper stickers, you know. It's like they're ready. They're gung-ho. And then all of a sudden, you don't see them. They disappear. Look at verse 16 and 17. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. See, these are those who are told a false gospel. Come to Jesus. Your life will get better. People like you. You get rich, and, and you'll always be healthy, wealthy, and wise. You'll be so loved, and it's just come to Jesus. Your life will be, get so much better. Okay, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many know that when you come to Jesus, now your life does get better, right? But do you also see more challenges? Do you see battles? You know, if you don't see spiritual battles in your life, now I'm sorry, but that's probably a red flag. <laughs> um. If you're doing the work of God and doing the work of Jesus Christ, he said, understand, they hated me first. They will hate you. He also said, you know, in this life you will have trouble. But take heart, because I've overcome this world. See, that's our hope. And don't get me wrong, we're more than conquerors. But at the same time, we will endure difficulties at times if you walk for Jesus and if you believe the true gospel. But so many people hear this fake gospel. A lot of it's rooted in that name-it-and-claim-it gospel. It's no gospel at all. Do you understand? It's not good news if it doesn't save you. It's not good news. It's evil. And it breaks my heart. And I know it breaks yours too. But over the years, you know, I've, I've talked to people. And this is what's confusing too. Because I've talked to people, and probably you have too, who say, I've tried Christianity and it wasn't for me. I gave it up. And I'm thinking, huh, really? <laughs> You're probably the stony ground. You're probably the shallow ground, more than likely. Because I just want us to think about this. If God knows all, and he does, right? He's omniscient. He knows all. He knows the beginning from the end. These are the things, again, that keep me up at night. Have you ever thought about this? Do you understand that God cannot learn? He knows all things. He cannot learn. He can't lie either, so you can believe his word. But he can't learn. Which means something incredible. Do you understand when you realize that about God and his omniscience? Do you know there's never been a time in history eon upon eon that you didn't exist at least in the mind of God I mean that's the stuff that just breaks me <laughs> I mean I seriously I am in awe of that he's always known you do you understand that before you were ever before you ever existed before you were ever created he knew you which means what he knows the beginning from the end So is God going to seal somebody with his Holy Spirit who he knows full well is not a true Christian, doesn't believe a true gospel, and is only going to walk away? Of course he wouldn't. But it's confusing. I know why it's confusing. It's confusing because we see these people, we love these people, we think they're Christians, and then all of a sudden they disappear and they dive back into the world. Now, there are also backslidden Christians, and we'll get to them. But there are many who just walk away. They were never saved in the first place. You know, what does 1 John 2 tell us? Verse 19 says this. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. Do you understand? So when this stuff happens, don't be confused. Just know. Identify the soil. Keep praying for them. They have a a rudimentary understanding of the gospel. They have a, a small measure of belief. But pray for them that they would get born again that they would receive the truth of the gospel and then notice this what happens to them it says in verse 6 they withered away, they died and why? because their expectations weren't met they had false expectations which means again they didn't embrace the true gospel they don't understand do you know the gospel commands of you and I that we die that we die do you understand that? That we die that we become living sacrifices that we pick up our cross and follow him daily but so many receive a gospel just the opposite of that you know you can have your best life now look my best life is to come in heaven and we can live victoriously in this life and still have issues and problems but I just it breaks my heart the teaching that's out there the false doctrine that's out there but notice the first seed was devoured it was killed the second seed, it withered away. It also died. But we're going to look at these last two seeds because they don't die. Even the next one doesn't die. And the last one, though, is the, seed we want, or the soil we want to be. But there is a huge, profound warning for many of us in this church today, in this congregation today, those who watch later. There is a profound warning for those of us who embrace a comfortable Christianity a worldly Christianity, a carnal Christianity. There's a profound warning in here. And I just want to share that with you. Look at verse 18 and 19. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Ah. You know, some claim this is talking about non-believers. I don't believe it is. And I'll show you why. But I believe this is talking about carnal Christians. And it's a huge warning for us. It's a huge warning for every Christian who thinks they can live halfway in the world and halfway in the church. Halfway with God and halfway with man. You have so much of the church in you, you're not good for the world. You can't enjoy it. You have so much of the, of the world in you, you can't really be part of the church or, or, or be used how God wants you to. It's a miserable existence. And anybody who's ever been there, I've been there, it's miserable. It's absolutely miserable. But notice it doesn't say even that they're caught up in horrible sin. It just says the cares of this life.
0: This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit golgothafellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.
1: Hi, folks. Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay grounded and anchored in the Word of God